You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, Scoutala. Oh, hi, Mads. I was thinking today that I need to call you to talk about life because we haven't. I know like, we there's catched up privately in a very long time. I know there really has been so many things, and we have not caught up. Yeah, I uh, just came back from Mexico City from BFF Brett's Bachelorette. I'll recap it on my solo, but. Divine, divine times, divine, silly, grateful times, but also so have, happy to be back in my routine. Yeah, you've. I need to go to Mexico City after seeing all of, like you've been twice in the last year. It just looks, I went in high school, but I, I need to go back. I really, it's been Oh yeah, solidified. oh, it's very, very different now. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you would sure. love it. I know, we were, I, we were, I was also thinking that I'm going to be 30 next year and we need to start planning Tulum. I think that should be like just when everyone turns 30, which is basically I'm the only one left that's turning 30, uh, we all go to Tulum, like with baby Lily and stuff. I cannot 
believe that you're going to be 30 next year. Like I'm so fucking ready. You have okay, no right? idea. Are you, are you exactly like I was? I was like, get me the fuck out of my 20s. I am so ready to be 30. I just can feel this sense. And this is kind of a perfect segue into the episode today. I just feel that my 30s are going to be where I peak. I feel mm-hmm. my 30s and 40s are going to be where, where I peak. And I'm going to be so much more grounded and in love with myself I feel like that's the decade there that you just feel so much more accepting and comfortable with yourself the 20s was just a literal uh fuck fest of emotion and just a cesspool of terribleness Mm -hmm. and now Mm -hmm. the 30s is peaceful loving beauty oh yay yeah you know I think the biggest lie that people tell you is like that your 20s are your prime your 20s are an absolute shit show on every single level that's what I hate that's why I hate the book the defining decade it just it puts way too much pressure on your 20s to literally set the foundation for the rest of your life and I just think it's I got so much anxiety reading that book. Some people get a lot of motivation from that book. And I, I agree that there's obviously steps you should be taking like financially in your 20s to set you up. But I don't know. I just, I don't. Someone gave me the best advice. They said like essentially 20s is for figuring out who you are and your 30s are where you make money. Like this idea that in your 20s you're supposed to have money and career figured out is such a load of bullshit and no one really has it. I mean, totally. if you look at most people, like 99% of the population or even people who we admire, like look at Melissa Wood. Like her career didn't pop off till she was like 37. You know what I'm saying? Like in mm-hmm. that way. So it is 20s. First of all, you are setting an insane foundation for yourself because you're doing all the personal development work, which is what I think the 20s are for. And 30s is when you've like built, you've gone through your Saturn return, you've excavated all the emotional shit, you found the self-worth, at least like your bearings in it. And then that's when your 30s, you can just like go. Go, go, go. Amen. I know. I'm fucking ready. I'm ready. Anyway, so yeah, so we'll do do a Tulum Saturn return round two, which is crazy to think that – You know, it's so funny when milestones, especially with sisters, if you're listening and you're a sister, then maybe this will relate. But it's so weird for me to go through the milestones that you went through Mm. because when you were going through them, it felt so much farther away. So, like, for instance, you got engaged at 24 and married at 26, which, like... Could never be me. Like I, when I passed twenty six, I was like, "What? How were you married?" And then now we're gonna. I'm gonna pass the thirty where we went to Tulum, and I, I was like twenty seven, I guess, which felt. I don't know. It's so crazy because I, I remember at that time, thirty felt so far away. And then you literally had a baby when you were thirty one. Like what? Like that's just. It's so wild to go through the milestones at my own pace and then also to like catch up to you but also not have gotten married yet or had a baby yet it's so it's it's interesting yeah I guess that's 
that's like a part of my life experience as an older child that I will never, ever have. Like there's no one ahead of me. I don't like watch someone ahead of me go through the milestones and then I go through them. There's, yeah. There's like, I don't see, there's, there's no, there's nothing. There's no, there's nothing. There's, 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 it's just a blank slate. And now I've got a blank space, baby. And I'll write your name. (laughs) Um, I was going to also say that this Friday I'm going to Tay Lautner's gala and you'll be deeply missed because we went to the gala last time when you were pregnant. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. I do. I really wanted to go to this one. I know. I'm excited to see her. And Mr. Tay Lautner, Mr. Taylor Lautner, um, at the gala, and maybe I'll ask yes. him about the I'll ask him about the flip if if there's time. I don't, don't know, know what that is, but yeah, I think it's something is. with Taylor Swift. Good. Oh, a plus, Scout. Good job. But what it is, I don't know. Okay, let's get into this episode because <laughs> this episode is. A little, you know, uh, let's make a sharp pivot real quick. Sharp pivot. Uh, Sisters, we're so excited. We have the beautiful, angelic, bold Kenzie Burke on the podcast today. She is the founder of Brulee Body Forward, uh, her podcast Body Forward. And she's someone that we've been following for so long. And the respect has been growing for what she's been building over the last couple of years on our end. So to have her on to really talk about emotional landscape, pushing yourself, challenging yourself, uh, the areas in which she grows the most, which is specifically career. Uh, It was a very, very poignant and transformative conversation. And uh, yeah. She is simply a breath of fresh air. I felt so nurtured and held. It felt like we were like in her womb. She was holding us, rocking us back and forth. Like she is just. Wait a minute. How is she a breath of fresh air if her and I are so similar? Yeah, I just. um... Like her and I are so similar and you know it. Like everything she was saying are things I say. And how is she a breath of fresh air if you talk to me every day? What? Did I ever say that you're not a breath of fresh air? No, because a breath of fresh air is like something different. Oh, no. I just more so meant like she's just like, she just feels like a warm hug. That's the breath. Oh, the, She yes, feels like a hot, true. warm breath, but not morning breath. Okay. Like a... Okay, we're going to, we're going to, yeah, we're going to retract all of this. <laughs> Anyways, she felt like a warm hug. Oh, also, this also, this also reminded me that you need to come to LA because we need to do a whole wellness day and I'm going to get it all sponsored for Camber. So, um, figure out when that's going to be because we're going to go to the tea house, the Shiloh tea house, and then we're going to go to a, a sound bath and a breath work at open. We'll do a sound bath at four collective five sets, sorry, five sets in this collective. We're going to do a whole situation. Then we're going to go to Topanga, pretend like we're Lacey Phillips and this, this episode reminded me of that vibe. So just like place yourself in that vibe and that's yes. that's the vibe you're going into this episode with. Okay, sounds good. We will uh, chat offline and uh, uh, synchronize the calendar. Okay, okay sisters, enjoy the incredible Kenzie Burke. We love you. Love you. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. 
every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Oh my gosh, the angel, the angel that is Kenzie Burke. (laughs) Kenzie, your hair, can we just like, standing, like moment of silence for your hair. Like, what mermaid... What mermaid life are you living? 
it is absolutely stunning like just complete goals and you're stunning you're a vision we're so happy to have you here i'm so excited to talk with you guys i've wanted to for years oh my gosh stop stop you just made both a maddie and my entire day followed the whole pregnancy too and the baby i was thinking about it because i obviously connect with you on instagram but i have obviously as all of our instagram connections and digital connections are i have no idea where the impetus was but i'm grateful that we're in each other's orbits um i was voice noting mads before this episode because there's so many places i want to start and want to go into that it's almost kind of mind-boggling like I don't know how to sift through because there is a part of you feel I'm living the life I'm like you're like bitch I know I know I'm like hanging out I've listened to you speak on podcasts I've watched your journey over the last couple of years and there's so many things that you say that remind me of myself and I there's things that I've never heard other people say like there's obviously career is a huge, huge, huge growth lesson factor, sometimes a challenge, sometimes a struggle, sometimes a highlight in your life. You are doing Dr. Joe Dispenza meditations. There, you have a regimented routine. And yet I feel like there is a yearning in you for a specific answer specifically coming through in your career that I have also resonated with, like trying a million things and trying to feel like either this is the one or this is the thing or this is who I am now. And so I wanted to start there because I feel like your life is so poignantly specific in a way that I've never heard before that I see myself in. So I wanted to start with, how are you feeling today. It was like a monologue. Kenzie, please take the floor. No, I mean, and that's a great question. I mean, like, when do people just ask, how are you doing today? It's so nice to hear. Um, And I'm good. I mean, I am like you reflected, like I am on this journey. I am really on this journey and I'm the most in it I've ever been because I'm the most committed I've ever been. I've definitely tried so many different avenues and I've found myself a little bit more through each one. I definitely learn and grow through my own experiences and everybody's path is different and I'm coming into the exception that career is my theme in my life and it's been the forefront and the highlight. And it's something that I will try to run from and then realize I can't at all because I'm also obsessed with it. Like it's it's me and I know I'm here to do really big things because the second I take the tiniest step back, I'm like, I need more. Like I need to, to be even larger in it. But at the same time, it's hard because it's it's not like love you know it's not like oh my lessons are going through i'm constantly like recycling through men and like i'd learn through dating it's like no i'm learning through like big money things and like career things and public image things it's not easy and like the courage to constantly stand up you know and like money is such a thing for me it's like and it's always like big money it's never little money like i do things on such a large scale And I'm like a little body to like handle a lot of things. So yeah, that's just, 
I've gotten to this place though where I'm like in radical like accepting that and not running from it in the past I would like create new things and be like well maybe I'm not the food girl maybe I'm not the clothing girl maybe I'll go do this everything I have now like in my container is is my wildest dreams it's more so just a matter of breaking patterns and stepping through that resistance or that fear that occurs like what is on the other side of those moments that you get afraid or you know I think where I'm really at right now is like I've ultra committed but now I'm swimming in a sea that's asking for a version of me and a part of me that's never been there before like the businesses have gotten to a place where it's requiring me to really rise into where they're going and so I'm really good and I'm also like pushing through becoming the next person of myself and it's so hard like it's so scary because what anything I would use before to lean on or embody is no longer available to me so I feel very like vulnerable and naked while also having to be this like strong pillar um, because also I see like I see it it's like really close now I've never been this close and not that the journey ever stops, that's not it, but it's more so like a level of going from creation, who am I, what am I going to do on this earth, to being like, okay, I've found avenues, this is what I'm going to do, and now I'm going to step into them fully. Okay, question for you. I need this advice so badly, Kenzie. I have made myself wrong for being obsessed with my career and wanting more and wanting to continue to build and to burn things down and then to get back up and to do different things. And there's like this yearning obsession within me that I have labeled wrong. I've labeled it as workaholism. I've labeled it as toxic hustle culture. I've labeled it all of these things when in actual reality, it's just my soul's fullest expression when really, really accepted and channeled into a beautiful area. How did you get to this point of radical acceptance? Because I still feel like I play small when I talk about my commitment to my career and work because I don't want to come off as too much. I don't want to come off as too intense. I don't want to come off as like hustle culture, et cetera. And it's been a huge war inside of me, even though I know that this is who I'm supposed to be in this lifetime. How do you accept that part of yourself? You know, it's taken time. It's really taken time because I've compared myself a lot. Like, have you seen food? Uh, have you seen um, Sex in the City? Odd enough. Of course. Okay. Okay. Well, there's this part of the the episodes where Carrie she loves this man big, and they're like together, and she wants to be with him so bad, and he like leaves her and picks like the simple girl, and she's just like, why? why did he pick her you know i bring all this to the table and she comes to the conclusion that like the simple girl is just easier and she's just not the simple girl i feel like carrie in that regard like i've tried so hard to be the simple girl i tried since i was five years old 10 years old 15 years old like just like let me fit in let me just like follow the crowd but god universe will not let me do it like it will not let me do it when I try. It my life stops. Like the universe literally stops handing me anything. I feel stuck. I can't move forward. So I had to like get out of comparing myself. Like I'm just never going to be an influencer who can like post shampoo for 50k. Like that's 
that's just not my vibe, even though like sometimes I wish it was. I have had times where I'm like, let me just like, where's the man? Like, I'll just have the baby, we'll call it a day. Also not my path. Like, I think that finding a place of acceptance, it's like, I've also deep dived so much on myself and my soul. And I've learned so much, like through astrology, through just my own power, through reflections. It's like I'm here to do really big things and I can resist it or I can step into it. And I think like the business thing, I haven't had the easiest path. I don't really have any cushion. I've been living on my own since I was 18. I don't really have like support at all. And so I've constantly been in like life or death, like fight or flight. I've got to work. That's just bottom line. And coming to a place of like that simple girl, like that's not going to work for me. And also I don't want that because I don't feel fulfilled when I'm in that energy. I feel so fulfilled when I'm creating, when I'm moving forward, when I'm using my hands and my mind. It's like energy gets surges in my body and it reflects back through the world. Like I feel it. I feel like seen and heard. So, you know, it's just like over time, I've just come to realize I can waste time by getting stunted or wishing like, why am, why is it career for me? Or I can just move forward and create. And it does, it's like not easy sometimes, but that place of acceptance helps so much and it helps get out of the space of comparison. And then just being real with yourself, like, I don't also, I don't want to be the simple girl. I could never, I've, I've tried for like a week or two to be like, I'll just like be normal. And I get itchy. Like, I'm like, no, I need to create a new business. <laughs> okay. So I, I have a question about career and then that kind of intertwining with who you are in your soul, because Scout and I are very different. We're both entrepreneurs. Um, you know, I, I have a business that I love and I'm deeply passionate about, but I don't feel this like insane soul, like, like gonna die if I do not. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like there's, there's something where, you know, I still feel like there's other facets of my life that don't have to relate to career or making money that feel fulfilling to me and feel like that's something that makes me authentically me what uh, are there things are there aspects of you that are like that or does every single aspect need to be this like intertwining of career and self it's been career and self it really has and I I feel and I know that there is a life of balance I mean, the number one thing I want to be in this world is a mother. Like, I want to be a mother. But I also know that this career thing is so a part of my soul. And, like, as a mother, I also really want to be an entrepreneur. I know that this part of me is so massively a part of who I am that that also brings in the other things that I want. And that is through the past, like I've been working since I was 10. I, I love it. Like I need that purpose and that drive. And again, just, I learned a lot about my astrology and like my biggest life lessons are in the second house. Like that's where all my karma, my life lessons are in the second house. And that's the house of like career. So it may, so that learning these things about myself helps me to be like, oh, am I really obsessed or is that just my path? And um, 
you know, that's like been the biggest tool for me is learning about myself. And that again, going back to radically being able to accept yourself. It's like, I have, I have friends who, who like yourself, like they can work, they cannot work. It works for them. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. But I think, yeah, the more you can learn about yourself, the better because then you can just own those parts of yourself. Like there may be a part of your life that's just so much more highlighted for you than it is career. And yeah, the more I've learned, the more I've realized that's such a big part of who I am and to dig my heels in it because that attracts everything else that I want to call in. And I don't ever see myself not working. <laughs> when you when you become yeah. a mom and have this energy, it is the biggest like crack open beautiful challenging insane balance to shift back and forth in between and I'm so excited to one day see you become a mom because I've been very unapologetic about doing both for me because that's what I need it's like I I and I've shamed I don't know if I've shamed myself is the right word but I've compared myself maybe or every mother shames themselves no matter what like you just there's there's thoughts that come up that are gonna you're gonna shame yourself with but it's like when I had my daughter she is my everything she is like my literal heart in another human being like when I'm not with her I feel like my organs live in another body somewhere else like half of my soul is over there and she is not like the not her being a mother is not like that main part of my challenges here on earth if that makes sense like I really felt like that career is and so having her is just this incredible beautiful addition but I anyways I can't wait to see what happens to you there because it's a very interesting uh change in dynamic with self and with your purpose because you have to make so much room for this other little being but what you said about astrology was so great because Mads and I realized that I'm a generator and Mads is a projector in human design and once we figured out that we were like oh that's why we're different you know yeah and that stuff is so useful to know it helps so much even anyone I work with I'm always like what's your thing because it's just so helpful to learn about those dynamics yeah it's like a blueprint it's like a blueprint for your personality for your life it's it's just it's guidelines almost that you can start to like play with um, I wanna I wanna talk about money because you said something in the beginning of big money. Like you were like, Yeah, I, I just I move around big money and that's what comes into my life. And money has been a huge theme of my twenty twenty three, not only learning about it, but restoring my relationship to it, you know, reflecting on the limiting beliefs that I have about it and kind of untangling those and unlearning those. So I want to hear about what did you mean by big money? Yeah, um, I play it large. I play it really large. I act first, I think later. So when I say that I've done things large, you know, I've been like the first person to take a hefty loan out to do a clothing line, cut and sew, never did clothing before. I didn't even announce I wanted to do clothing and, you know, do like hundreds of units and work with a factory, like not do blanks you know, like actually cut and sew and then get to launch date and be like, oh gosh, I hope everyone knows that I'm a designer now, you know, and like, 
And then you put it out and you're like, oh my God, what did I, now I have this whole clothing line that I like have to keep going. And this is a pattern. This is a literal pattern. I was like this when I was 10. Like I grew up in like a really small town in Wisconsin. There was a Walmart, okay. And I would like babysit and then I would go on, I think, was it Zappos? That old shoe site. Zappos and I would buy like $400 boots and like no one had $400 boots, you know? And so this is like a pattern where I will work really hard and then I'll think later. Like the boots thing was totally like think later. Like it wasn't even appropriate to wear those boots to the school I went to, you know? So like I never wore them. They just like sat there. And um, that's how I've always been. Like I moved to LA with a Hyundai Sonata and two grand to a room in the suburbs in Calabasas. Think later, totally just like the Kardashians live in Calabasas. So that'll be totally fine. I'm living in the suburbs. I'm 18. I have no money. This is really scary. So that is like my, has been my story. And that's also where I'm at this part now where it's like, it's really served me because I've been ballsy and I admire that about myself. Like I'm 27 years old. I have really insane, beautiful companies. I've done things at a really high level. I've learned a lot. I've made it really far in life really far and I've become like a really strong extraordinary human because of it however I'm at this place now where like that act first think later is not I can't do that anymore like because I'm at the place now where people need to like I'm getting help now I, it's not just me so there has to be like financial projections and there has to be stability it's very hard for me because I don't know life like that I'm really like impulsive but it's almost like a toxic trait because that that think first, it's like so fun until you're three months into the clothing line and you're like, I don't know how to like, like, what the fuck do I do? How do I keep this going, you know? And I always figure it out, but it's like my nervous system, like talk about wanting to be a mother at some point. And like, I have to like balance that part of me. <laughs> you, you relate? I like... Scout, oh Scout, Scout's like you're. T it's like you're talking you're like, to a mirror. Like, like I can't, is, I can't. Yeah. This is why I've like I've never met someone on the internet or heard someone speak so exactly like me. Like I do not think I think of something, I do it, and then I'm like, oh, now I have six employees. Like okay, right? Like there's. It's almost as if this is how I've looked at it. The burden of responsibility is the only thing that can anchor me into seeing through a long-term project or else if I don't have that almost like everything on my shoulders that involves other people, I would still be bouncing through certain things. The only time or the only thing in, like with my business scouts agency, the only reason that I've kept going for almost five years is because other people are relying on me. And without that, I think I'm a, let's try this and let's try this. And oh my God, this sounds really fun. Or like, I just kind of take the risk. I do take big risks. I'm always taking risks in my business and in my life. And I figure it out later. But I really think that I've also come to appreciate and almost honor responsibility in the business space because it's allowed me to be grounded and it's given me that realistic stability. Now, is it fully stable? No. Am I going through like a massive like nervous system breakdown because I've taken a big risk again this year? Yes. But I've found that the bigger my businesses grow, the more that, you know, pattern of myself is, 
is begging to like be ironed out a little bit more. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I so relate to that. I just did that as well for because I know I have to. And it's hard because when you're like a wild stallion, it's you kind of want to keep that freedom. It's like, I'll just not sleep. It's fine. But I just did that too. I brought someone in for the clothing line and then someone in for myself and, and my like body nutrition brand and um, like my personal brand. And they are both people who are very like rhyme or like it's and now I have to and it's not just for me anymore, but it's also for them. But the beautiful thing that I'm learning is like when you find the right people, which I'm really starting to find the right people, they want you to be wild because that's also what makes the whole thing happen. So now I've been finding people who are like, run it, like, give me that crazy idea. But also like, it's Tuesday, you, I need these things from you, you know? It's really helpful though. And it's also confronting, like opening up to that. It's like partnership and, and I think like a self-worth thing too. Like, wow, am I worthy of having like all these people helping me? And, you know, it's like a lot of pressure. Like, well, what if I can't do it? I'd rather just hurt myself than hurt you. Um, so that comes with like a whole nother set of things. But I, I love that you said that because that's been the past two months where I said I'm in this like whole new transition. And it was like I, in order to change also all of this and take it to the next level, I need people who can anchor the business so that I can, you know, be wild with reason. (laughs) You could talk about employees all day long with me. It is such a, and I think it's not talked about so much specifically in the female business space, in the female business space, because 
I think that there's so many businesses today, especially in the industry that we're all in, where it is a little bit more maybe of the solopreneur or influencers have managers, which is a different relationship when it comes to building a team. And I personally just love it when women talk about employees. Like Mimi Bouchard just spoke about her employees on her episode that I was listening to. And it's a conversation that I think I want to have more with other women who are building teams because it's such a specific up level and it requires such specific emotional awareness and planning on your behalf as well as stabilizing your nervous system throughout the process that I just appreciate you talking about it because I think more women need to come forward and talk about what it's like to actually have employees in your business. Yeah, it's a self-worth thing, first of all, like feeling worthy of kind of receiving help. And then it's also a balance because I have this thing where if anyone helps me, I'm like, oh my God, I'll give you the company. I'll give you this because I like don't know how to just accept help. Like being a, being a kid who just had to kind of like raise themselves. It's like, I don't know what it feels like to just receive. So it's also this balance of setting boundaries and being like, no, you can be the director of operations or you can like manage this and you can blah, 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 but not out of a place of fear where when I get scared, I'm like, do you just want half the company? I'll give you half the company, you know? And that is like something that I'm really learning how to be like, no, I'm worthy of that. Not everybody can be like the big bald person, you know, and, and trying to look at like, you know, this clothing line opportunity, this job wouldn't even be there if it weren't for the risks I took, you know, so I have to like honor that in myself. And it has been a huge confronting thing with that too, of learning how to set boundaries, learning how to feel worthy, and then also showing up for other people with something you created. It's a very interesting feeling. I want to talk about, you know, you mentioned in the beginning again that you have tried on a lot of either like personalities or, or hats. Um, you know, you were the food girl and then, you know, I feel like you're coming back to that a little bit, but in a much more authentic, um, way that feels like really, uh, grounding for you. What, what happened there and why did you have to abandon maybe that part of yourself? And then why is it different now? Like, what have you learned that you're like, okay, I feel better about stepping forward. I mean, you literally started a whole new podcast. Um, you know, you had your other podcast. Now it's body forward. You've completely re- not rebranded, but it's this, I feel like there's this new energy to it. So like, what was that path? So, you know, I moved to LA at 18. I was soul searching. I was nannying, assisting photography school, styling assistant, all these things. I, but I'm passionate. I've always been passionate and I've always thought like an entrepreneur. Like I want to create, even when I was working for other people, I want to create. And I got, I burnt out and I'm always someone who's on the path of self-development. So I landed into nutrition when I was going through burnout and I got so passionate about it because I started to like change my body, which was changing my mind. And it opened my own spiritual awakening and evolution. And it was kind of the first aha moment where I was like, wow, we're really powerful like we can really alter our internal and external world and I got really into wellness and I was just passionate and it like I I made an ebook and it really took off and I was hardcore the food girl I mean I had went from like babysitting at night to make it 
you know, every single night babysitting to all of a sudden like making money and getting asked to be on podcasts and all these things. So I was like, amazing. This is great. This is, this is great. And I wrote it, but it like, it was overnight success. And I was still very much on my own journey. Um, I wasn't arrived and I'm not arrived now. And that's like part of this next chapter, but, um, I like started to build a business like that was like the end all be all, but it was so fast. And, you know, I think that goes back to like not thinking through things because I just started executing. I like was writing books. I was making a food app. I was doing a podcast and I was kind of just like out there like really out there, COVID had hit. And then I was like deeply spiritual making, like now starting to like process like family stuff and um, just deep stuff that was like shaking me. And I started to feel a lot of pain and then started to question like, who am I? And I think when you start to feel a lot of pain, it's easy to be like, okay, maybe it's the business. I'll just get rid of the business. Or maybe it's this without like, like I didn't know at the time how to like really look within and like sit through the pain with what I had. So at the time I was like, I don't want to be the food girl. It was too vulnerable. I felt like I ha I'm like very powerful in my words and I was young and like, I still am young, but like at the time I was young and like it, I was controversial as well. So I was res constantly receiving all of this, like, who are you to like talk about food in this way? And then I was vulnerable and I was kind of hurting. So I was like, forget it. It's not the food. So, you know, I did that and it was the hardest thing I've ever done for myself because it's like, you have all this success and all of these eyes on you and this money. And then I like sabotaged myself completely. Like I made myself nobody on purpose nobody and that was the point in my life where i was really alone like oh my god was i alone i didn't have money i didn't have people i had to like look at myself and it was the best thing i've ever done because it made me get really clear on what i do want and who i do want to be and i didn't have the intention of going back into the food thing because it felt traumatic because of what i did and i felt like i could never do that like that's so, you know, how could I do that? But I had to keep leveling up and I love the power of nutrition. I think that it's the number one tool we can use as a baseline to help ourselves get to the next level. So I started creating brulee, my clothing line. And through that, I started to get scared because it was like, I just went mute for a year. And now I'm like, taking this huge, huge risk and started this clothing line and I'm going to quote unquote come back online with the clothing line. So I through that, I was like, I have to become someone else. You know, I have to like change my own belief system. So I did this um, seven day cleanse, which I, I've always pushed my body and I'm always evolving, reading about food, doing stuff with food. And I pushed it to a whole new level. I got rid of like like the first and the last day you fasted, which I never thought I could do. And then the days in between, I was just doing like fruits and vegetables, liquids, but I had this whole awakening and I was doing Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations. There was like this call in me that was like, do this and do Dr. Dr. Joe's Dispenza's meditations. And the whole process was really like, I was at home the whole time because I had never done that with food before. So I was like kind of weak, but I was like meditating and like, creating so much space in my body and literally like 
losing inflammation. And then like, because I wasn't filling with my normal food, it created this space to look within at like, wow, where do I have these other blocks? Like what else could give me energy? It made me really realize like where I'm really not happy and fulfilled, where I do hold fears. And so I came out of that seven days and I was just like, I'm gonna do this. And I never went back to eating how I was before. In fact, I got really deep into like cleansing and just got kind of obsessed with like, wow, when we take time to clear our bodies out and cleanse our bodies and not fill it with toxicity, it creates so much space for us to like step into who we want to be even more and confront ourselves even more and listen to ourselves even more. And it just became this new way of life. And like I rose so much and I put out the clothing line, I've been running it. And as I've been doing that, I also realized there's this whole part of myself that it's not just the clothing line. It's like this vehicle and who I become through all of these things I do. And I couldn't just sit out and put pretty pictures of clothing. It's like, you know, I'm here to speak. I'm here to like give this oomph. I definitely don't live a normal life. And it, I realized like, why would I live this way? And in don't like indulge in these tools and teach myself these things and transcend and then not share it. I mean, I might as well share it. And I, the food thing is like such a big part of my life, but again, it's this baseline. It's like through that, I think I'm able to really channel other things like this forward motion. Like you do this to listen to yourself, to become this next level of yourself, to rise. And if that's like food paired with a meditation, like a Joe Dispenza, or just like a, my own thought process or my own challenges, um, that I put myself through, I was like, that's such a big part of who I am and I can't not share it. So I came and I was like, I'm going to call this aspect of my business body forward and not define it because before I defined myself, I was like, I'm the food person. I have this recipe app and this is it. And now it's just like, no, I'm always in forward motion. I'm never going to arrive somewhere and none of us are going to arrive somewhere. There's like seasons of life. And I felt like, okay, I'll call this body forward and everything to do with forward motion will be shared through there. So I learned about myself. I learned about my human design. I'm a manifesting generator. So I always like new things. So doing a subscription and promising people you'll get 20 recipes from me a month is not proper because that's going to make me feel trapped. And also like next month I might learn something new that I want to like share. So I was like, you know what? I'll just do a monthly offering through Body Forward. I'll give the recipes, but it'll be like what's there, what's like in my heart. Cause I feel like when I'm going through something, it's an energetic thing. Like other people in their own ways are moving through that same thing. So like the tools that I need in any given month are probably tools other people need as well. So with Body Forward, I was like, that's gonna be my vehicle to be able to share the food and really embodied this way of this like cleansing way, which my messaging now is just so much more clear and embodied because I'm not telling people like eat this way for the rest of your life and you're gonna be this person. It's like, no, for five days, challenge yourself, take out the junk, clean your body out, eat really, really simple, set intentions, 
And the intention is to be able to get closer to yourself. So after the five days, the seven days, whatever the challenge is or the practice is that month, you can find how you want to move forward in your life because nothing has helped me. No one, no mentor, no medium, no therapist has helped me more than realizing I'm the only person who can save me. So I have to like find ways to listen to myself. And that's how I'm sharing and the food now through that lens. And it just feels like it's just right. It's just, it's right. And it also leaves my world open because now I can continue to do the clothing and to do what calls while having that as the foundation that like helps me get there. How do you balance this level of, because within that whole story that you told, there was a level of like, becoming anonymous and going off the grid and having nobody know you to starting a clothing line, which is something I fantasize about since I was younger and like not being, not being, um, a voice, right? Like just having the clothing be your creation, posting beautiful photos and having that be what you do, but then you felt the need to share. And I find that it's a constant struggle within me. I'm like, I should just stop sharing and just create something beautiful and live my life internally. But then I know that I have things to say. So how do you, how did you in those moments balance that, I guess those two polar opposites of like, I'm going off the grid on social to I am now sharing and using my voice, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's been a hard balance because having that peace during those, that year, it was a year. It was really peaceful. It was really like, like, wow, I was eating my breakfast. I didn't feel the need to take a photo of it. It was so peaceful. And, you know, back fully, fully in it, it's like, oh, my God, I have to take a picture of my outfit and my breakfast and my thoughts and all of these things. But again, it's just like a decision. Like I got really clear on, yes, not every moment I want to share. And I definitely still go through things like we all do. You know, I have a week where it's just, it's, it's hard. But, you know, and I try to give myself grace through that time, but just finding vehicles that feel really good, like podcasting for me, I can really speak into a mic. And um, I, so I like have the Body Forward podcast now. And I was like, you know, maybe someday I will like video it and like make it really forward facing. But I was like, that's a beautiful way because I feel so okay. Just like pulling out the mic and being raw and real. That's a beautiful way to like keep my presence super there to hold me through the weeks when I don't feel like I can be super on, on Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and that also comes to like a level of integrity. Like I can share the graphics. I can share the pretty photo with like the quote caption, but I love to share from my heart. And sometimes it's just not there. And I think, yeah, having the podcast really helps. And also just, trusting like i think sometimes it's more powerful to be less boom on instagram for a week or two weeks and then have a week where you're just like fully in your full expression i think that can carry you because sometimes i look at instagram and i'm just like it's the same stuff different day like everyone's doing the same thing different day and sometimes you're like engagement spikes if you just like quiet down a little bit and then you come out with some bangers so i'm still learning how to balance that but a tool for me that I've really realized was like have a raw and real podcast where 
if you want to do video one week and like make it big amazing but if you want to like sit on your couch with a mic and just like spill your heart out that can kind of carry your presence in some regard so that's my that's my latest <laughs> i love i love that with body forward, it's not going to be just focused on nutrition. Like there's going to be just anything that comes up for you. I want to ask like what other areas of your life you have been, you know, touching on or focusing on or thinking about, like for me, the themes I mentioned, definitely money. I'm also going through a whole nutrition, um, situation like I've I've had chronic bloating my entire life so I finally started seeing a nutritionist and it's like been this you know large journey of again like cleansing and unlearning a lot of things that I've that I've been taught um and then a whole other realm is sex and pleasure and honestly those uh, definitely money and sex are very intertwined and linked is what I'm like literally besties um which I'm yeah, which I've been learning so much about. And I just, you know, I've started to really step into, you know, with sex, it's it's not just about, you know, you with another person. It's something that's so personal. And I don't think I ever realized that until this year is like, there's so much shame and so many things about body and acceptance and worthiness of pleasure. And what is that? Like, how does it define for me? I don't know. There's so many levels to it that I don't think people talk about. And I would just love to hear about other, other realms other than nutrition that you're, you're kind of, you know, that are on the docket of like, okay, I I, want to share this type of stuff that's going up for me. Yeah. When I get to that unboxing with the sex stuff, I will definitely be sharing. Yeah. I'm like, everything's, you know, it's all in, everyone has different things that they need in different times, but it's all in different unfolding things. And that's why it's like, okay, the foundation of body forward, I'll keep as nutrition. Cause that's for me, like the foundation, everything's energy. So it's like, if one thing's off, another thing's off. So like, you almost have to get your things aligned to live an aligned life. And like the body thing is like the first thing I think you can do to align yourself. That's like something we have easily, like we we have so much control over that instantly. So that's like the foundation. And then for me, it's really been like alignment, like actual alignment for who I am because I'm so sensitive. Like I am the most sensitive person. So if something's off, it's like I'm bloated. I'm not digesting. I'm stressed everything's off nothing's flowing i feel like i'm in fight or flight so it's really for me you know my pillars is like body mind and life and then i'm definitely going to go into like sex and money and all of that but i'd say mind and life are the other two that are really at the forefront and that's like you know constantly evolving like these tools i always talk about like learning about yourself astrology human design sitting with yourself breath work every morning pushing yourself to be to do hard things journaling like not letting yourself get comfortable that's a huge thing for me it's like that's why i call it body forward because it's it's hard to move forward it's it's not easy to constantly say goodbye to the last version of yourself but you have to in order to step into the next version of yourself. And there's all these tools 
to do that. And I think when you kind of start that path, it never stops. It's always unfolding. There's always something deeper. There's always something more. And I know, I know the sex thing is coming for me. Like I'm like, I feel it. It's like the money thing starting to get really locked in. And I'm like, oh, that's next. Like I can feel it in my bones. And I know like the food, I'll dive so deep into that. But I think what I'm really stoked about for that is through the food and the the life stuff and like learning how to sit with myself in the darkest nights of the soul and get myself out of it. Like I said, like the biggest aha was realizing I went to every body work, every therapist, every astrologer you could go to. And it wasn't until I was like, I'm the only person that can change this. I can keep listening to people. They all say the same exact thing to me, but I need to listen to it. So that's like been the layer I've been in, which I've been like teaching, you know, and like sharing those tools to do that. But that next layer, definitely. So like coming into that that self-worth thing, I think the money thing's tied to that. The hiring people, like we spoke about, is tied to that. Like I'm worthy of receiving help. I'm good enough to have help. What I'm creating is enough. That was a big thing for me. Like I'm enough. Kind of working with that and stepping into that, I think it's going to make the sex and love thing a little bit easier because I've already been doing the self, you know, work. But I'm excited to go there and I'm excited to share that. It's like on my mind. I can see it in like two or three years of like, ooh, you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I need I need the Kenzie like lowdown on on sex and money. Like under, give it to me all of it. Um, like that, that's like I think for my 30s, yeah. you know, when I have the baby, I'll start being like, all right. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. What One thing you mentioned about getting quiet with yourself. I think that's something that's also been a big theme of mine lately. I've been doing these walks where I don't have, you know, don't have headphones, don't have music, don't have podcasts. And if you told me that I would have been able to do that for 30 minutes, like last year, I'd be like, you're fucking nuts. Like my anxiety could never. And it has been the most transformative thing like I always meditate but I do it with you know a guided meditation and this was like the first time I've fully fully just like been alone without distraction and I've been noticing I crave it now like I'm like after this I'm going on my walk I'm so excited because it brings so much clarity and so like all the answers I'm I'm like looking for they come to me even the other day when I was driving I was like okay let me just let me just, th- this is my thinking time. Like no, no podcast, no music. And literally fr- like a rush of ideas when I felt like super creatively depleted yesterday. And it's oh, it always works. It's just insane. I, I don't think people realize that even just doing it once, like sometimes I think we talk about healing and it takes, you know, years or it's this long journey. And of course it, it's, a, it's an always a journey. There is really no destination, but there are tools that will bring relief st- so much quicker than people think, right? Like going on a walk for 30 minutes, like I promise you, if you do it, you're gonna come back home and be like, oh my God, yeah, there's that idea I was thinking, I was looking for. You know what I mean? It's it's insane. Yeah, and we often resist those things. Like we resist doing them because we know they're gonna make us feel better. That's a huge thing I've been unraveling is like, I'm kind of addicted to my own pain and my own like, 
have a very hard time moving away from it because I am also like, who am I without that? And I, I too, like I teach all these things. I too resist them. Like I'm like, man, I don't, I kind of would rather like be dark, but I don't want to be dark. It's just, that's what I know. And you know, it's just, it's fascinating that we resist them, but it's like that overcoming of yourself every single day that builds who you are. It's, you just have to constantly overcome yourself. And the, the simplest things are the answers. And that's why even like with nutrition, when I was in it the first time, I felt like I had so much resistance, but I was sharing from such a lens of simplicity. Like I'm not talking about anything crazy. I'm not even labeling this. I'm just saying like, be mindful of what you put in your body and like eat in a way that gives your digestive system a break. And people were like so mad about it you know, and I got to such a place too, where it's like the simple things are the answers and they're the hard truths. No one wants to hear it. It is so much easier to think, let me go to, you know, let me get a reading. Let me go to a th- the, like this person, this person can tell me, let me like dawdle around and do this crazy diet that the doctor told me to do. And I'll do it like really slow in these things. And then I'll go get a shot and they can help me and like fix it. Like it's so much easier because that's handing our power over to other people when really it's like, we just have to sit. Like my favorite saying is nothing survives in the light of observation. So if we like sit with ourselves, like go on a walk in silence or just sit with ourselves, even if it's a day, it's so hard. But you know, when you ever just like break down and you let yourself cry, you're totally better after. Like you're a hundred percent better after. Cause it's almost like you just, you observed it, you gave it the space and then you can move forward. And it's not the easy answer, but it's the simplest answer and the simplest things give you what you want and it's just remembering that and pushing through the resistance and and doing it yeah it's one of the most not surprising but in my opinion like the biggest mysteries and I mean I I've come to a spiritual answer on this question but why we as human beings are so quick to just immediately go towards the negative or immediately sabotage or immediately normalize habits that are actually hurting us in the moment versus doing the simpler yet harder thing to reach that relief in the end and to actually give us the life that we want. Why is that step so difficult for us and why are we wired to be sad versus happy as our natural state, anxious versus peaceful as our natural state? And there's a lot that you said there of like when I was in the depths of my bipolar disorder, it was when I recognized that I was addicted to my depression because it served me in many ways. It kept me comfortable. It kept my life in a consistent pace. I knew what to expect. I didn't have to do the work to get myself out of it as simple as the work was. It was when I realized that it was all in my control. It wasn't in the therapist's control. It wasn't in the psychiatrist's control. It was in my control that my life shifted. But it will forever perplex me why it's so difficult for human beings to understand the control and power they have and why the resistance part is so fucking thick for us as creatures. Mm. It's it, it makes me angry and so I have to accept it because I'm like resisting it, right? Like it's a crazy, crazy cycle in my head. But everything you just said is such beautiful takeaways for our sisters to 
to start implementing into their own life, like to understand that the answers are simple. They're not easy, but they're simple. And to find some sort of solace in that, right? That it's not this big complicated algorithm to get your life back on. Yeah. It's taking your power back. It's very, very, very simple. And it's not that there's not a time and place to like get help, but my thoughts are like, at the end of the day, you're with you. The people you consult or the appointments you go to, like they go home and live their normal life. So like you gotta find your own power and change your own life. And I relate to you so much on the resistance thing. I think I think that that happens because we get trauma bound. It's like I, from my own depressive state, got myself to LA, started my businesses, got certain money to like save me or make me feel better. And then to be at a place where it's like, well, what happens if you create from happiness or you create from just like wanting to create? And I think your body's wired to be like, no, that's not how we did it last time. I don't know if it'll work this time. And so it's this constant like mind body, you know, pattern. And that's why I love like, doing things like challenging myself or like doing a cleanse or doing like a Joe Dispenza intensive or something to like take emotions from what I normally do every day and do something new. Like I'll go to a new place, you know, I'll take myself like out of LA and just go to a new place when I need to like break through something just to take my emotional attachments away. It's also harder when I do that because then I'm like in a new place and then I really like feel myself. But um without my distractions but it's like those things to break your own fire and wiring has helped me exponentially change that but it still happens we could talk forever and ever this is like dr joe Dispenza in his book he's like take a different route to work just to get yourself out of the predictable right to put yourself into the unknown um okay but we will not take up more of your time kenzie this was incredibly soul nourishing i i feel like we could have a part three four five ten eleven um but we like to ask everyone who comes on OKSIS this final question if you could brag about one thing and you weren't allowed to be humble what would you brag about my boldness my the ability to just be bold and to keep moving forward and to take really 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 big chances and risks that everyone in my life is just like i can't believe you're doing that or you just did that and it hurts a lot it hurts a lot when i go to bed at night and i feel alone but i'm so proud of myself for it because it's pretty epic and yeah i'm proud of myself oh i see you in that i love that okay let Everyone know where they can find you, Body Forward, Brulee, your podcasts. At Kenzie Burke is my main shop Brulee on Instagram and shopbrulee.com. We have a really cool launch happening in two weeks. It's collabed with Body Forward, so it's really, really epic. And then Body Forward is Instagram, Body Forward's podcast, and yeah. But Kenzie Burke is where you can find it all stems from. Thank you so much, and thank you, sisters. Um, We love you, and we hope this episode was as nourishing to you as it was to us. And we'll see you next week.
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.